All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What is good? Happy opening day. I love the smell of fresh pine tar, but we do talk about hockey, unfortunately, on this show. Presented by Skip and Points Back Canada. It's a Thursday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. Rosie, is it the Stanley Cup playoffs yet? I'm just waiting at this point. Yeah, it's obviously your mind's drifting towards baseball while you're waiting. So uh, it would be nice if they were going, especially in the position the Leafs are in right now and the games last night and trying to figure out what that means. It's like, let's get going with uh, playing with real bullets here. I was laughing last night. Islanders fans just find any reason possible to hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they were pissed that the Leafs coughed up that game last night against Florida then lost in uh, in OT because the Panthers are a team that's chasing the Islanders right now but my rebuttal was like where were the Islanders the first half of the season when the games mattered more maybe take care of business and you wouldn't be in this predicament but nonetheless I digress would you make a Paul Maurice last name and I love Paul Maurice he's a phenomenal interview speaks in the heart all the time but he lost his shit on his bench last night yeah I mean I liked it you I know Paul Maurice being a passionate guy and a good coach and a guy who just cares so bloody much and my goodness he is losing it man he does not <laughs> he's not happy with their level of play and whatever reason how whatever's going on on that bench and whatever's going on with that team he needed to spark something and he chose to take that I think that was during the Austin Matthews offside review yeah. and he took it as a timeout and just uncorked something i mean you got to wake these guys up sometimes and i don't know 
you know, you see Eric Stahl, like a wily veteran, like he knows what it's like. He's won a Stanley Cup, but there's got to be guys on that team who are just kind of like going through the motions and aren't showing that they understand what position they're in. And he felt the need to wake them up. And I, I love the intensity. You know, when that chat got serious, when he, he took off his glasses and he's like, fuck off. Like he, <laughs> he just, he, that's when, you know, like I'm sure there's always a couple guys in the bench and you've been in an NHL bench where there's a couple guys like snickering under their breath. I, I think that's when you stop snickering. Cause you know, he's real. See right there. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it depends what situation you're in. A guy like him that you respect, but I've had coaches that you've just, the, t the room's lost respect for him. Um, yeah, yeah. Things have gone off the rails and that he comes in and does his big yada yada and he's spitting out of his mouth and completely blotchy red face and you got to throw a towel over your head and act like you're focusing because you can't keep a straight face because this idiot is going so bananas at the wrong time and the whole the whole room's lost it's not a good feeling hockey wise but uh definitely been in the position i don't think any of those guys are in that position with the amount of respect i'm sure they feel for paul maurice and they responded and got the two points out of that game are you alluding to randy carlisle and or ron wilson <laughs> I actually was, and I was thinking more minor league shit with the Tampa Bay organization. They had a disaster uh, with their pipeline for quite a few years, and I happened to be right in the thick of it. So there was some interesting ones down there for sure. Yeah, obviously it blocked your road to the NHL. Uh, before we get off that topic too, uh, I'm not sure you saw this, but Keith Kachuk guested on uh, TSN 1050 uh, radio uh, station Excuse me, here in Toronto yesterday and pretty much buried his son's team calling the Florida Panthers soft and I thought it was hilarious that the Panthers came out they scored a goal in the first minute they initiated a scrum I think Radko Gudis was all over that it's like message received but I tried to remember the last time a player's active dad like an active player in the league his dad ripped his team I could only wonder what it's like in that locker room and maybe it's a bit different because Matthew Kachuk is like the star of that team yeah, it's a different uh, it's a different dynamic when the dad is like one of the greatest American players of all time, and he's got a career of I don't even know how many games, well over a thousand, and his kid's got an eight year deal, and he's an NHL All Star, blah blah blah. So you can kind of say what you think, and his opinion means something, and you know he spoke from the heart, and he doesn't have to give a shit. Like his resume speaks for itself. He doesn't have to hold back and give token answers. He's he, he's not obligated to anything or anyone, and his kid's in a good enough position. He's not going to affect him at all. So he said what he thought, and it's funny. Everyone makes a big deal about it and praises it, but I think O-Dog was saying on Overdrive, he's like, we've been saying yeah. that shit forever, and everyone yeah. calls us you know, this, that, and the other thing for, for speaking our mind, and then to Chuck says it, and everyone starts clapping and standing oh. So he is a little upset about it, but I don't think it's a big yeah. deal. He called a spade a spade. That, that uh, team's supposed to be better than not performing they are soft and you know what's the big deal he said what he thought yeah i was watching the show actually when odog said that and he was so bang on because like the analytics community if this was joe schmo if this was you or me bitching and complaining on social media they'll be like oh you don't need to be tough you don't need to win that style of hockey in in 2023 keith kachuk says it nobody says anything they agree they clap their hands and it's like you know great point keith but it's it's funny from that perspective and his assessment is 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 right on the money. That Panthers team has been so soft this season. I thought the Leafs were a better team in that game. But again, the Panthers, a bit of desperation late in that game. They find a way. And Brandon Montour, by the way, congratulations to him. The Brantford native sets the franchise record for the Florida Panthers, 63 points. And with guys like Forsling and Ekblad, I didn't think it was going to happen to Montour this season. But he's been quite the reclamation for that organization. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review. 
wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube if you haven't subscribed already. Additionally, we are available wherever you find your podcast. If you're listening right now, chances are you are subscribed. But if you're looking for us, Leafs Morning Take, it's as simple as that. And don't forget to visit theleavesnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll address them a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. Florida Panthers 3, Toronto Maple Leafs 2 and OT. So Sam Reinhart ties it late, 58.5 seconds remaining in regulation on the power play, and then Brandon Montour on the 2-on-1. What a feed. What patience by Sasha Barkov for the winner there. Yeah, it was just a good hockey game uh, all the way around. It was a little bit low-scoring affair to start, but then, you know, the fireworks took off. And, you know, I go back to, like, why was it a six-on-four? You know, Gio had to stop that guaranteed goal, I think, on Duclair with, yeah. you know, oh, I think it was less than two minutes left. And what an unbelievable play by Gio. He's behind the guy and he finds a way to get his stick just to completely like handcuff his hands, literally, where the puck's right near his stick. There's a complete open net. He just has to tap it in and then in comes the Wiley veteran to just put a little stick in between his arms there or on his stick and just handcuffed him. Uh, the best penalty you can possibly take to literally save the game. So you sacrifice that, go down six on four. And, uh, and they get it done with a minute left with all their desperation. But at the end of the day, I'm not worried about it. You get one point, no. fine. I mean, I think we've talked at nauseum about how important the points are right now, and it's getting less and less important as we go down. It's, it's, it's kind of set up as far as what points give you. They give you a playoff spot. They give you home ice. They give you your opponent. And we kind of pretty much have that, barring any disaster going down the last handful of games. So it was what it was, but um, obviously a desperate team over there for the Panthers. And... Just a good hockey game. I agree with you. I think the Maple Leafs, you know, they outshot the shit out of them, outchanced them. Um, Austin Matthews looked phenomenal. Uh, they went up ahead there and, and got the goal called back with a with a video review of Austin being offside. Okay, that's fine. And I just like the way how Austin looked. I like the way that um, Samsonov looked. It's just uh, there's there's no there's no hard feelings out of that game. It was a good game, and and the Panthers got the job done in a desperate, desperate time for them. And you're, they're up against a team who's, I believe, much better team, but less desperate and just a good hockey game to watch. Don't take a lot out of it, to be honest. Like you, I grabbed the positives from that game. It was like, whatever, they lost. I don't care, move on. There's eight games remaining in this regular season. Austin Matthews, 37 goals now on the year, nine in the last 11. He's fucking again. There's no other way to put it, man. Like a seven-game point streak, six goals, Five assists, 11 points, but he's got that hop, you know, and uh, I generated quite the stir on social media last night and it wasn't its attention. I said the best goal scorer on the planet, Rosie, is back and his name is Austin Matthews. And I'm sorry to everybody out there who loves Connor McDavid. You don't just get pigeonholed into that conversation because you put together a season he's having. It's been incredible, but I want to see some longevity. So for my money, Austin Matthews still the best goal scorer on the planet, Rosie. Well, he's certainly up there. And I mean, you're going to get people's panties in a bunch because yep. they assume you're saying he's better than Connor McDavid. But when you're talking yep. about goals, some people think that's the end-all, be-all statistic of a hockey player. And while that's the point of the game, there's a lot more going on. Does anyone think that Connor McDavid is, is not as good of a hockey player as Austin Matthews? I don't think so at all. But when you're talking about pure goal-scoring ability, he's certainly up there. And we're back-to-back Rocket Richards and... You know, he uh, he had a little bit of a slower start to the season and even mid-season. And 
you know, we talked about it all year long. Hopefully he just turns it on at the right time. And that's exactly what he's doing right now. You look at that graph, it looks like uh, just uh, straight up in the right direction at this point in time. So it's good to see. And you can debate all day. I mean, you can talk about Jordan and LeBron and you can make the greatest points ever on both sides to prove your point. And someone's just going to make a point just as good on the other side. So uh, there, it's certainly in the conversation. Nothing wrong with that tweet. I think the Oilers fans just get themselves in a little bit of a huffy puffy when you talk about someone being the best at anything in hockey. Yeah, we got some Oilers fans in the chat right now. Total Gamer says, agreed, uh, Drysaddle uh, better than Marner. He's, I guess, uh, shitting on the Leafs as well for losing to a third-string goaltender. But yeah, it really doesn't matter in terms of the standings. Love that graph, producer Alex, by the way, first and foremost. And it's just that pep. Like, it's very comparable to me, you know, on King West on a Friday night, which is the bar district in Toronto. I'm feeling good. You know, my best dress shirt on. I'm ready to go, Rosie. You know that. And watching Austin Matthews, I love the fact that he's getting better and better and better because the ridicule throughout his career so far has been, has been, can this guy get the job done when it matters most? I like this whole narrative that he's pacing himself. He, he's been incredible. I thought he was fantastic again last night. Yeah, he's got that he's got that pop and that that jump. Like sometimes, you know, earlier on in the season, you can see where that time was by that graph where you're just like, where is Austin? Like, where is he out there? I just don't see him. I don't see him finding those open holes. I don't see him uh, jumping on that loose puck or that quick release that no one saw. And you just kind of, he's just always trying. There's always guys hanging off of him and guys in front of him and he can't quite gather that puck to get the shot off and blah, blah, blah. Now all of a sudden, it's like they, they, everyone's just scrambling to contain him and he just keeps popping into the open holes. He keeps he keeps busting out and finding the open ice. He keeps getting those quick shots, the quick pop-outs. And, and you know, Mitch Marner is so good at getting him the puck, like on that goal yes, uh, last night. He just took a peek and he's in his favorite spot, just a little bit higher than where Ovi likes to sit and, and just buries that thing home. And he's just finding those spots, get, finding his speed, finding his legs, getting those breakaways in overtime. And he just looks better and better all the time. And, you know, obviously Leafs fans are just salivating as we go into the most important part of the season that their their best player is finding his best part of his uh, his game right now. You know who else stood out to me last night? Zach Aston Reese. So he plays 827. He scores a goal. I can't stand when guys miss the net in a penalty shot. Just hit the net at the very least. It's Alex fucking line, man. The guy made 38 saves. I know he is great, but he's like a notorious third string net miner in this league. I digress. But so he could have had two goals in the game. He had five shots on goal and three hits. Do you think it's any coincidence that the name Matthew Nyes has become a, a bigger conversation in this market, say, the last month, that Zach Aston Reese has tar- started to play his best hockey of his season? I, I thought he was really, really solid again last night. <laughs> uh, I don't put that correlation together. I think as we're ramping up and, and starting to get towards the big part of the season that everyone's been waiting for and licking their lips for, uh, he's elevated his game just like a lot of different players have. And you started to notice him. I think Keith talked about last night how when they do this 11 and 7, you know, that bottom five actually gets more ice time, which hasn't really been my experience when I go through it. It's oftentimes where you're trying to, to sneak a guy in and then there's a penalty or you're trying to sneak a guy in, there's a TV timeout, so you go back to your top line and and it just you, you just get lost in the shuffle because you got to break apart a line to, to, to throw those last two guys out there. But Keith claims, and, and maybe the stats show that a guy like Zach Aston Reese is getting more ice time and, and he's doing more with it. And with more ice time comes more experience. You get your legs into it more. You get... You get 
you get hot and physically you get a sweat on and you're in the game and you can contribute a little bit more. And as you do that, your confidence goes up. So I don't think it's that that he's got anyone breathing down his neck as far as uh, Matthew Nyes goes. But most of those guys at that level, they know how to worry about what they control, worry about what's in front of them. And there's too much on their plate to worry about what if this happens, what if that happens. I think that he's just doing the best he can day in, day out, and he's doing well with it. And if Matthew Nyes comes into this roster, we'll have to see what uh, what that means for the players on that bottom six. Nothing wrong with a little bit of uh, internal competition, that's for sure. The other thing that stood out for me, that that top line, if you want to call it that, of Yarncroke, Matthews, and Marner, man, they're forming some serious chemistry. And I think five, six, seven games in a row, they've been very, very consistent. Generating chance has been pretty decent defensively. Is it too early to lock that line in, uh, you know, setting up that series against Tampa? No, I think it is locked in. I think that's the line that they're going to go with. And no one's really been talking about Callie Yarncroke that much. But, I mean, he is producing. He's a part of it out there. He is he's involved in all kinds of things out there and he can handle it. He can keep up. He knows where to go. He can finish. He can set up. And I think he's what people were hoping maybe Alexander Kerfoot could do. Maybe hopefully Pierre Engvall could do. Turns out they, they didn't really, you know, find the fireworks when they got the opportunity, but Callie Arncroke goes in there and uh, he's complimenting those two very well. So I think that's a done deal as far as the playoffs is concerned and uh, a wicked line. It's, 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 it's exactly what we've been asking for. We want someone to elevate and to step up at the right time when it matters and like solidify these lines, solidify these teams, give them confidence and, and a comfortability factor with who they're playing with and what they're looking like going into Tampa Bay. And uh I think he's just wicked with those with those two guys. It's a great little, it's a great thing they've found by juggling the lines up. And I, I assume that's what the the point was: juggling so many lines is figure out who gels with who. And they've definitely found something with those. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He's got a really deceptive 
deceptive shot. Um, that's what I've realized and noticed with Callie Yarncroke. And, and to that point, like Michael Bunting has been a staple with Austin Matthews for the better part of two seasons as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. From a matchup point of view, from a depth standpoint, I actually like the potential, the potential and the fit with a guy like Bunting and Ryan O'Reilly on the third line. I think it just opens up so much more. And I think you see it what Yarncroke, Matthews, and Marner have put together the last sort of well. Until they show signs of weakness or something like that, you keep going back to that well. And again, we still have eight games remaining in this season. A lot can change. But just the contributions they're getting on a nightly basis, not to mention defensively, I think, is where Yarncroke doesn't get enough credit for how dialed in he is and how different of a look he gives that Maple Leafs team. So, like, that's been an incredible ad. When you look at the AV, uh, the term still remaining on that contract, you want to talk about value buys right now. Callie Yarncroke's your man. Yeah, big time. He's been a wicked signing, a wicked addition. And I, I, I too, like Bunting kind of down there with uh, with Ryan O'Reilly. It kind of gives you that playoff third line um, depth, but ability yeah. to score and chip in. And and they're kind of more of a higher energy, a little bit more physical, a little more power forwardness to you where, you know, when you're when you're rolling those lines and you need a shift like that, you, you put those guys out. And it's not like you're winging out a, a fourth line from 2004 to just, you know, go and do something one-dimensional. They're very capable in all different aspects, and they can be the one to give you that tying goal with 10 minutes left or the go-ahead goal with five minutes left or whatever the case is. You can roll those guys with confidence, and they, you can, they can give you that bit of uh, dimension that you need in the playoffs where I think Bunting and Ryan O'Reilly could complement each other. You know, that being said, game one could start going poorly someone could be hurting back in the training room and you throw bunting back up with the big boys and they get the big goal and oh wow all of a sudden away you go and they could have a phenomenal series together back again it's that simple it's that easy for things to get shaken up and the good thing is that you know that bunting is capable of doing it you're not throwing him into the fire completely unproven he's proven he can play with those guys and he can chip in and and he can be a factor so it's nice to have a, a you know utility guy that can do more than one thing playing playing more than one spot can we lock in the uh, the McKay-Brody pairing? I thought they were very solid, consistent, and stable again last night. And they've been doing this for a while now. I think the Leafs have found sort of their shutdown pairing, if you want to call them their number one D pairing too. <clears throat> yeah, I like them. They kind of look, uh, they're kind of like a blend of the old school and new school. Um, they move the puck up well. They're positionally pretty good. Um, they can play physical. They can clear the front of the net, but they can jump in there and, and you know, look sharp. They're not going to be a Kale McCarr uh, going end-to-end -end necessarily, but you need that that solidarity in the back end, especially with two guys. And, and I like it when you put two of the same type of guys together. And I also like it, you know, down with, you know, um, uh, Morgan Riley and Luke Shen, they kind of almost complement each other in a different way where you, okay, okay, this is the one guy who can jump up and is going to be looking and is going to be pinching. And then here's the other guy that, you know, his specialty is to cover for him, stay back, move the puck up and, and kind of complement each other in that way. So they've been messing around with the pairings quite a bit. And I think they're, I think they're starting to take form and they're starting to look pretty good. And they got a little mix of everything in there, which I think is important. You know, he's really taken a step back the last, uh, you know, couple weeks. And weirdly enough, since his buddy Rasmus Sandin was traded with uh, Timothy Lilligren, man. Like, he's pretty much their seventh defenseman now. But if you were to talk to me, like, two months ago, he's probably like a guy who was sniffing around 3-4. And his play has really taken a nosedive the last little while, unfortunately. Yeah, he seems to kind of be the odd man out, right? Which, when you get that many defensemen, it's going to happen. And I... 
I don't even think it has been that big of a nosedive. I just think he's a victim of circumstance. Um, it, it is what it is. You got to pull somebody out. I mean, I know some people are, you know, raving for that number three to come out a little more often, but they believe in him and they trust him and they've given him the reins to, to play. And he's, he's right there. Number, number four, like you see with Gio, but, um, yeah, someone's got to be the odd man out, man. And it happens to be Lilligren. And, and I think that if he had handled it in a way where he just rose through the ashes and, and just showed his best play of the year, maybe they'd make that decision very difficult, but you know, he hasn't had the opportunity or the ability to, to, you know, rise above and say, no, no, you're not taking me out. I'm going to make this decision really difficult on you. And inevitably he fell victim to his circumstance, which is, is what it is. But again, like I said before, these things can change quickly and, uh, you know, hopefully he's ready. And we know that he is capable of, of playing good hockey. He's shown it, like you said, a couple of months ago, he was one of the, one of the guys that was shining bright. So, um, it's just, it's just one of the things that happens when you have nine capable defensemen. Meantime, brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip. Using the promo code TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app, you'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Again, the promo code TLN15. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA in Ontario in the lakes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. And again, the promo code TLN15, which leads us into the conversation. Our good buddy Frank Saravalli over at Daily Faceoff uh, got some Leafs fans stirring yesterday, and I personally love it. Um, he had Michael Bunting as his number one UFA heading into the offseason. What do you make of that, Jay Rosell? Yeah, I don't think that necessarily means he's the best player available. I just think he's the the one that eyeballs are going to be on. I mean, he's what is he? His AAV is under a million dollars this year. Um, he's going to come up at UFA for the first time. He's made some noise, and uh, you know it, it's going to depend on how his playoffs go. If he if he explodes and performs and becomes a guy that you know wins games and has a big impact on series, his his stock is going to go up. But inevitably, I mean, I don't know why Leafs fans get frustrated and up in arms. You can't ever keep the same group of people together forever. It just doesn't work that way. You know, guys get, uh, you know, valuable, more valuable than than there is cap room. And you're going to have to move on. And you got to think about the team as a whole. But, yeah, he's a player that, that fans have grown uh, pretty fond of. And he's done a good things playing with these big guys and stepped up big time and shown that he can be a big player and he's going to get paid for it. And whether it's with the Leafs or potentially someone else is uh, is going to be a decision for those GMs. But this is just part of hockey, man. This guy might have to move on. And and whether the Leafs fans like that or not, you're, you're just you're just not going to keep everyone you like. If anything, this is a compliment to Michael Bunting, the team, the organization, the city that says you have a really good player. And, and this notion that if Frank Saravalli doesn't put out this report, nobody's going to know that Michael Bunting's a good player is egregious to me. It's outrageous, quite frankly. And I think that's why a lot of people out there are like, no, you can't report this news. How dare you? Because they think he's like some hidden gem, hidden secret in this league. Like people know how good Michael Bunting is. And I think on top of that, players like him are, are tough to find. Like I, I don't want to compare him to Tom Wilson, but like that, that crossbreed type player who can be like physical, but provide offense, score goals, uh, be a guy in the power play, be a threat pretty much everywhere on the ice. And and that's why I think his value will soar as we get closer and closer to free agency. You look at some of the other names available on the board too. 
And that's why I get Frank's mentality when putting this list together. He he went out to say that Patrick Kane uh, could need hip surgery in the offseason. Ryan O'Reilly's had an offseason, been banged up. I mean, there's not many lists out there and names out there, but I had no problem with it. Like, I just think the sensitivity is at an all-time high with this fan base because of all the years of losing. They haven't won a playoff round in like 18 years, but I looked at it more as a compliment. And again, this notion that people are not going to know who Michael Bunting is if it's not reported by like the top insider in the game and, and Frank Saravalli, it's ridiculous to me, Rosie. Yeah, and I mean, you got to look at it from their point of view. I mean, you look at those numbers they were showing from his stats. I mean, he had a big year last year, but what is he doing? He's playing with Austin Matthews, who had an extremely big year last year. And, you know, he gets over that 60-point mark. And, you know, that looks fantastic. This year, he's up at that 50 again, and it's uh, he's capable of playing some hockey. But, you know, sometimes guys get their... Uh, you know, get a little bit worked up about a player when he's playing with one of those generational players and, and yeah. they throw massive money at him and then bring him into a different market without that star player. And all of a sudden they're like, well, where is your 80-point season? It's like, well, he was complimented pretty well. And if you need to, you know, double or triple or quadruple a guy's salary and you think that, you know, a lot of that is due in part to who he's playing with and whatnot, maybe you see, hey, you know what, the value is not quite there for us to to get to that number. It doesn't mean you don't value him. doesn't mean he hasn't done a good job for you. It doesn't mean you wouldn't like to keep him on your roster. But business is business when you're talking about the cap and, and the contract situation and free agency and UFAs and FAs. And it's just... Uh, it, it's not always easy, and uh, sometimes you got to sift through the sand to figure out where you need to be on a certain guy. You know what this is? It's Zach Hyman PTSD. That's exactly what it is. I was covering the Leafs on the radio when Hyman left for Edmonton, and I understand why he left. But throughout the year, I, I asked the question multiple times to my co-host, Gord Stelic, who we had on the show last week, like, is Zach Hyman playing himself out of Toronto? And that that was meant as a compliment, by the way. He's been too good. And I've asked the same question with Michael Bunting this year. But at the end of the day, I think obviously there's going to be changeover with this team if they can't get A past Tampa and do something substantial after that in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think it's way too early for people to be freaking out about Michael Bunting, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to take a hometown discount because he's from Scarborough. Let's just let the playoffs, you know, go and see what happens and play out. And then we can sort of break it down and decipher who they should keep and who they shouldn't after that, Rosie. Yeah, I definitely think a big factor in what happens in the offseason is is what happens in the postseason. So yeah. um, as of right now, it's up in the air, man. We're going to see what cream rises to the top, how this team does, how the city and the market and, and the brass are feeling about the organization as a whole and what this roster is looking like because they've taken a long time to build it and they've made big moves in the in the trade deadline and in the offseason and it's going to come down to how this team performs in the in the postseason if it is if it is successful they're going to they're going to go with more of the same and if it's not they're going to move some parts around and, and make some changes so it's as simple as that i think and um, to try to guess what's going to happen before we know how this postseason goes is is kind of pointless and again, using the promo code TLN15 in the Skip Dishes app, you'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's dishes. Did somebody say Skip? Awesome. Oh, I'm well done, like producer that. Alex. Let's get to the uh, points bet wrap-up here on the show and uh, a very fiery chat here on this Thursday, even though, again, the loss didn't matter whatsoever. Uh, Total Gamer won. Leafs lost in Leafs in Leafs fashion. Heartbreaker robbed by a great star from a third string goaltender. 
Nylander tried to do something fancy in OT, whatever. Um, Acton, the loss had nothing to do with the Leafs and more to do with the refs helping the Panthers at the end of the game by putting the whistle away to allow them to tie it up. Yeah, I, I thought that was chintzy, a, a chintzy non-call on Marner. Sort of got dummied at the end there, and they let it slide. And next thing you know, Giordano takes a penalty. But uh, you know me by now. I, I, I've, I'm not really Mr. Ref guy, like Mr. Complainer guy. Yeah, me neither. I mean, some people think the the Leafs get absolutely screwed every game, and some people think that there's a conspiracy of, within the league to give them every benefit. So, I mean, how can there be both – how can there be both opinions on the on the matter when there's only one truth? It's it's neither nor. It's sometimes you get the calls, sometimes you don't. Um, I do agree with that Nylander thing. You know, you're going north three on three. You're kind of coming down the slot. It's time to you know make a play that protects yourself, not go. I don't even know what he did through the fucking legs or behind the back or some bullshit. Yeah. I mean. When, when you're kind of trying to find yourself and, and you know, you've gotten some criticism and the pucks aren't going your way, you simplify. You get the pucks on net. You get the rebound. You, you, you simplify. And he's doing the fancy shit. And it's like, God, that's – and it blows up in your face. Of course, it's three on three. You turn the puck over going north, and you have no ability to, to stop and back check or to get on the defensive side of the other guys. It's, it's a two-on-one the other way every time. And – you know, I, I do agree with that. Like, Nylander, that's not what you needed right there. That wasn't the play. That was a absolutely high-risk play with not a whole lot of benefit. I know he's a skilled player, and he wants to make that play. And if he saw something, great. Um, but it, it just looked bad. And it, it didn't look like what William Nylander needed to do at that point in time. James writes in, Nylander minus two. Yikes, think he's still pining for Sandine. I think we're making way too much about this. There's eight games left. These guys are just getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I do feel like they got the green light special. No guarantee on that, but they did clinch a playoff spot the other night. And, and they were great last night. Again, Alex Lyon, 38 saves. You don't expect that from a third-string netminder, but he was unbelievable in that game. Super Strict 9 has it perfectly said. Take the point. And on to the next game. I couldn't agree more. The back-to-back -back coming up this weekend against Ottawa and Detroit, respectively. Um, Anthony writes in, Bunting is not physical. He's a pest, yes. But show me an impactful hit or fight. Decent player, absolutely. Uh, Nimrom responds to that. How is Bunting not physical? Because he doesn't throw big hits. He mucks it up in the corner all the time. What's your assessment of Michael Bunting, Rosie? Is he physical? Um He's physical to a point. He's physical like when he agitates and gets in the crease and gets in the scrums and stuff like that. But I'd like to see him physically finish more checks on guys and wear them down. I know he's not a huge body and he doesn't want to wear himself down, but anyone can finish checks. And I'd like to see him in the playoffs, you know, finish guys more, wear them down, make them, you know, know that he's coming and, and make a bad quick decision. So with the puck so that they can suck up against the glass and, and not get rocked. And I would like to see him a little bit more that way. And I, I think that at his age, he's starting to, you know, evolve his, his role in his game into being that, you know, Brad Marchand or that, that pesty type of player, or like you said, Tom Wilson, who can be a good player, but also be effective and stay out of the box. And sometimes I think he has gotten himself in trouble with being too much of a yappy guy at the refs. Like the best pest in the world is the guy who's got the refs in their pocket and his buddies with them and doesn't cross that line and says, no, no, not me, ref, and then gets taken down and, and, and gets the penalty drawn and that type of thing. Not the guy that is on the other side who pisses the refs off and screams and yells at them all the time. I think he's got to refine that a little bit, but anytime anyone on this roster can be more physically and throw more body checks is a, a big check mark for me at this time of year. I lost your mic, bud. 
Might be just me here, but it's a good time to run out of microphone juice. So that's the points bet wrap up for today. Um, we'll take that loss and we're going to move on. Not a huge deal. Again, there's a lot of things to accomplish going forward. Handful of games left. We'll see what they can do. Nick, we'll figure out your microphone and we will see you guys tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.